0: The Hooter sounds it is the Panthers who are going to walk away victors. 18 points to 6. The Warriors losing record against the Panthers continues. They have only won one of their past seven at Suncorp and only three of their last 16 against the Panthers. The bedpost try score is for Penrith, Dylan Edwards, Brian Tottenham, and Spencer Lenyu. They negated the try score by Adam Fanor Blake in the ninth minute. They come out on top. 18 points to 6. Kempi, the Warriors just seem to fade in that second half and it just kept going all the way through to the end
1: I think there was just a really bad period there where they didn't manage the game well you know what I mean they they didn't manage the, the second part of that first half the the second quarter that well that's where Penrith got their 12 points and then they went in the half time and, and for the life of me I can't work why they come out so slow they're lucky Penrith didn't put more points on them earlier in that second half they were making half breaks at will they were really comfortable they were playing in their suits there was no grinding like they had to do in the first half And in the end, Nathan Cleary just stood up and and shut the game out. They took the points late by Lou going over with just a carry, a normal carry for him, which is 100 miles an hour, coming off a deep run. And uh, an 18-6 scored at full time. Look, I'd be pretty disappointed if I was the Warriors. The game was there for them to take. Unfortunately for them, they showed up for the first 20. And in the last 60, we just made to defend and come out from their own half
0: our post game show beginning very very shortly you can call us on 0800 150 811 or you can text on 8833 we always love taking calls after the game I'd love to get your reaction if you saw anything that maybe me and Kempy didn't see or if you want to have a chat about anything specifically about the game jump on the phones 0800 150 811 you'll get through straight away Warriors Live here thanks to One New Zealand just a couple of team stats for you the Warriors completing at 84% this afternoon 33 from 39 sets the Panthers at 85% 40 from 47 in terms of the run meet as well, it was all Penrith 1,829 to the Warriors 1,479 plenty of uh, post contact meters for the Panthers as well, they led the line break count uh, the tackle break count, 58 tackle breaks to be precise uh, Kempe, Uh, and then in terms of the defensive area, uh, 61 missed tackles from the Warriors, that isn't going to win you a football game, 45 from the uh, Panthers 8 errors apiece that balanced out the second half, 5 penalties to the Panthers 3, the Warriors, unfortunately, leading that category. And 4-1, to one, the Warriors on ruck infringements, which is the six-again penalty. So that was the difference. At the end of the day, 18 points to six, the uh, Panthers defeating the Warriors. And it does see the Warriors, as you mentioned, outside of the top eight. Kempi. They've got that game against the Bulldogs next weekend. And then you'd say a much-needed buy. Given some of the casualties the Warriors have faced over the last couple of weeks,
1: yeah, they're, starting, they're staying over there too in Australia this week to play the Bulldogs um, at home at, uh, in Sydney coming up. So it's look their preparation with the short turnaround. It's going to be really important. Um, but tonight, I think it's just a, a game of missed opportunities. They started the game really well. We, we got Toru Harris back. We got Chancellor Klockstedt. The shape looked awesome in that first 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden, it's just started to backpedal. And Nathan Cleary's kicking game came into it, making them work out of their own half, just like what the Roosters did to him last week. And on the back of it, they pick up two tries going at halftime at 12-6. I don't know what happened, like I said to you, Sam. They come out of halftime like i've never seen them so cold after a halftime break they're lucky that Penrith didn't put more points on them in that first 20 minutes after halftime but nathan cleary he just showed why he's so important to the penrith panthers team or any team that he plays in and knowing how to shut the game out picked up the two points and put it out by eight and then of course uh louis going in late spencer louis to score that try and put it out of uh, the warriors touch but they're just too good tonight unfortunately for the warriors they lost their way i thought The game management was poor for big periods of that game. The kicking game was poor. And, of course, in the end, when you get two people sent to the sin bin, you have to uh, defend for long periods of time, 20 minutes with 12 men. You're going to run out of steam. And that's what happened tonight.
0: Jackson Ford uh, didn't appear to return either, Kempi, no, after, the, uh, yeah, after the uh, Sinbin, so he must have picked up a, a knock in some shape, uh, way or form. Uh, right, let's get our Build People Player of the Day, Build People New Zealand's top talent recruiter. Who is your number one this afternoon, uh, Kempi?
1: Dylan Edwards by Country Mile. I think how he played in the first half, and especially in the second half when they needed to, to pin them down in their own half, Dylan Edwards, every time he caught that ball, he had to go back and retrieve it. He just picked up 20 metres with every carry, running for over 230 metres. I thought it was outstanding. Scored a try, set one up. Uh, he's, our, he's our player of the day. Nathan Cleary, for me, wasn't too far behind him. That's what a halfback does. If you're looking at how a game is to be managed by a bloke with a team that's struggling, we'll just take... Or look any further than Nathan uh, Cleary. He was very, very good. And Tor Harris, look, I can't talk highly enough about Tor Harris mm. and the importance he is to this team. He was very good in the first half. In the end, he was running on his own. In the second half of the Warriors, he had no middle blokes with him. We had, we had a mixed match of players all over the place losing both our wingers, and Ed Cossey and Dallon the zelesnack We had front runners playing out on the edge, edges playing in the centres, and our shape was really poor. So Sean Johnson goes through a couple of times. Tor Harris makes a couple of half breaks. But for me, Tor Harris, for 80 minutes uh, on an, on a couple of bad knees, uh, was was the Warriors' standout tonight.
0: So there you go. Tor Harris gets the one. Uh, Nathan Cleary gets the two. And Dylan Edwards, our Build People Player of the Day. Thanks to Build People. uh, Right, well, we've got to get our GrainCorp quality moment as well. Kempe, GrainCorp Feeds, your trusted partner for quality dairy feed options. Your quality moment of the game.
1: Well, the quality moment for me, and this is the potential that the Warriors have shown all year, was when they, they play football, they get down to the right end of the pitch and then they go back to the middle of the park and Harris and Adam Fanua Blake are in motion as well as the rest of the team. It's so good when you see a team in motion. And if you go back and you watch that whole set of six and on that play, that fourth play, that Fanua Blake goes over and scores a try, Mm. well, you'd play that over and over for the Warriors to say, if you're looking at the set, you'll see how many blokes or how many of you are actually in play for the whole set of six and that's the difference at NRL level, the teams that can do that consistently over 80 minutes they're going to come away with the wins and unfortunately for us tonight we went away from that and just ended up playing one out and getting towed up in the middle of the ruck I look, I think there needs to be a couple of changes for me, I don't think Josh Curran can stay out on that pitch for that long, his defence isn't up to it, uh, I'm afraid to say I think you've got to get Man- uh, Manata Nwakori back into those edges, Jackson Ford, we've got to get that shape And of course, we've got to work harder to get our bench right because when that change is made, at the 20 minutes, Sam, and especially in that second half, we don't make the lift like we have done when we've had Dylan Walker and Jazz Tavaga coming off it. We've lost that which we had in the first part of the year, and at the moment, in the last two to th- two to three weeks, we've actually made no impact whatsoever once the players have come off the
0: bench. You can give us a call 0800 150 11. We'd love to get your thoughts on the phone lines. Uh, let us know how you heard or saw the game watching at home. 0800 150 11. You can text us on double eight double three for a Warriors team that went five and two through the first seven rounds, Kempi, They have now dropped three in a row. Uh, they do play the Bulldogs away next week before the bye. Then it's back home to Napier against the Broncos. A couple of tough games coming up before the schedule does ease a little bit. Uh, they'd love to win these games, though. Like you mentioned, they find themselves outside of the top eight now with plenty of teams below them looking to make points up this weekend across Madrick Round. We will take a short break. We have got plenty of analysis to come between now and 7.30. Like I said, jump on the phone if you'd like. 0800 150 811. Warriors live here. Thanks to One New Zealand. Yeah, 18 points to six here at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Magic Round. The Warriors, their third loss in a row after losing to the Storm and the Roosters, they fall to the Panthers. Three of the uh, top sides in the competition, you'd have to say. In any case, uh, coming up very, very shortly at 7.30, you're going to be looking at the Sharks, Dolphins, and then the Storm Rabbits at 9.45. Tomorrow you've got the Tigers, Dragons, Roosters, Cowboys, Titans, and Eels. We might talk about those games very, very shortly. You can call on 800 150 if you want to discuss the game with us. Double eight double three. I see on the uh, social media pages already uh, complaints about the referees this evening, Kempy. There were a couple of calls that Warriors fans would be disappointed about, particularly the one to uh, Moses Liotta, which got played on the big screen all around the stadium. It was a slow motion uh, sort of forearm to the head of Torhu Harris, who isn't one to stay down and milk a penalty, uh, but that one got let go. So uh, Warriors fans a little bit aggrieved that referees hit again.
1: Yeah, look, I'm I'm not blaming the referees. You know, there are a couple of calls that didn't go away. It's just the rub of the green when you're when you're uh, not getting those calls. You could you can bring in Fanua Blake's shoulder charge. It didn't look like a shoulder charge to me on a number of occasions. I thought he could have uh, restarted the tackle count, um, leg holding. You know, especially. Uh, early on in the game and of course late in the second half but you know they didn't lose the game because the referee made those calls they lost the game because they didn't manage it well enough and in the end Penrith were just too good scoring more points than them uh, 12 in the first half and of course getting over and, and scoring another try and kicking a f- uh, goal in the second half so oh, it's it's disappointing the Warriors will look back at this one Sam and really put it down to an opportunity miss because Penrith after watching that game I think uh You'd probably say that they're going to struggle to make the four. You know, they're not nowhere near the team that they were last year. They have no threat on this left edge. Uh, when you look at their side they've at the moment, got Tyrone Peachy and Taruva and Taruva there. You know, uh, Jerome Luai looks very average in the sixth jersey. You've got Nathan Cleary. He's he's really trying his hardest and get, getting some support from Isaiah. Yale. And of course. In the, in the spine there with Dylan Edwards but Mitch Kenny at nine looks nothing like carousel. and Sonny, Sonny Luke when he came on uh, for a bit part in the back end of the game it just it looked to me like a really clunky Penrith side compared to what we've seen over the last 24 months so as far as the opportunity missed I'd say the Warriors are going to look back at this one and go well if we started and played the way that we like we did in the last 60 minutes as we, as we did in the first 20 yep. we would have actually wiped the floor with Penrith but they went away from the game plan they, uh, in that first, uh, second, that second spell of the first half, they didn't get to their kicking game. It was average. And when they came out at half time, like I said, and pointed out a number of times, they just left themselves in there. They were, came out cold. And I was real worried that they were going through and called the break when Brian Tall went through the middle of the park to set them on their way to score that uh, that match-winning try. So, look, it's a it's a tough one for the Warriors. Again, if you have a look at it, HIA lost both wingers. Eddie Cossey, down onto a HIA. came back on late in the game. You had your whole back row have to push out to the centres. It looks like Jackson Ford's picked up an injury. You've got Wade Egan playing in the middle of the park along with Tom Arley on that right edge. And, again, Andrew Webster's had to pick up the pieces and try and get through this game with the best he can. One of the biggest problem areas for me is the bench. You know, I know we've lost Dylan Walker he has to play six and of course you've got Jazz Tavaga that's still recovering from injury taking those two off the bench has been a real challenge for us uh, ever since Dylan's gone to six and Jazz has started the game mm. and the players that have come in to replace him just haven't been able to do the job which is to make an an, impact, an immediate impact when they come on if you have a look at the impact that Spencer Leneau made and of course I thought Lindsay Smith and Jamie Seven when he come on causing havoc through that middle of the park it's the type of uh, impact that the Warriors need to look at um, going into this game against Canterbury next week, and especially Brisbane when we when we visit Napier in a couple of weeks' time, but for me, they just. Uh they were a shadow of that team that ran in the first 20 minutes in the the last 60 and uh, it's a real problem for Andrew Webster he's got to get them to manage their game a hell of a lot better and who does that come down to? Well that comes down to Sean Edwards uh, Sean Johnson sorry it comes down (laughs) I'm going back to probably one of the best who was at at managing games was Sean Edwards but Sean Johnson uh, not being able to manage that game until Harris in the end mate which I feel really sorry for him gets isolated in the middle of the park without people coming running around him because they've had to manage people pushing out into all sorts of different positions and of course what happens with that is that they don't know what their roles are and of course Tohu doing his thing wanting to find people and that he ends up with nobody around him um, and it goes to to, you know, sixes it all goes out the window. Sixes and sevens everywhere. So, um,
0: no, the kick chase was off tonight as well. To be honest,
1: well, we never got to the kick chase. You know, and uh, and what Penrith did to us was he made us you know pay field position, and our field position was all always coming out of our own half. Mm-hmm. A couple of times we did get down there, we got a couple of repeat sets, but we didn't really threaten because of the players that were all out of shape. So, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what we were saying. In the in the. Uh, post-match conference, he'll be he'll be disappointed. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I just think that there was a crucial part, part through that uh, second forty, second twenty minutes in that first forty, where Sean should have really managed the game and buried Penrith down in their their own half. And unfortunately, we let them back into the game with some some piggybacks. And on the back of it, you can't let Nathan Cleary do that because mm. he'll just cut you the threads. Uh,
0: just going back to Penrith and that, that um, left edge as well. Um, Taylor May, Isaac Targo, you know, those are two big outs for Penrith this season. Uh, of course, Taylor May's not coming back, Isaac Targo, I'm not sure if he is coming back or when he's coming back, but uh, you can definitely notice it on that left-hand edge. So, in terms of the fitness, um, Kempy, is that a really a real concern for the Warriors? Because something that we were praising, certainly early on the season, was just how fit the side looked. Uh, are we starting to question the levels of fitness both in the game, but also the injuries? Because sometimes... You know, people players can be overworked, and that can lead to injuries as well. Certainly, seems like the Warriors this year are dealing with a lot more injuries than they had in the past.
1: Yeah, they they are. I've got to say that you know the luck's not on their side at the moment with the amount of people that they've got on the sideline, and of course during the game too. They you know not only getting the rubber, not getting the rubber, the green, but the injuries and the and the HIAs that are happening are really causing havoc, especially in positions where you don't want to lose players. Like, tell me when you've lost two wings in a game. You know what I mean? Like, you, you lose two wingers, you've got to throw your, both your centres out there, you've got to throw both your back rowers out there. You don't carry those type of players on the bench, and your shape goes out the window. So, I think there's a bit of luck involved in it, Sammy. I think, yeah. you know, we've, we, we're really struggling to get players um, consistently on the pitch, but in the position for the 80 minutes. And unfortunately for Weber, he's had to deal with that through this these first nine rounds. I don't think there's a problem with the fitness, I have to say that. Um, but I'll tell you what happens to your fitness when, you, when you're giving piggybacks and, and you end up in the sin bin, is for 20 minutes of that game, you've got to defend with 12 people. And someone like Penrith is going to make you pay. You know what I mean? They're going to take petrol out of your tank and make you pay when they're completing, I think it was something around 87% of possession. So you know, 20 minutes of two blokes in the bin and on the back of these injuries to players and having to shift your whole team around, it isn't a, an excuse it's what you had to do but it didn't help the Warriors course tonight.
0: You can still call us on 0800 158 11 or flick us a message on double eight double three. got 10 or so minutes before we uh, wrap up for the evening uh, just to park the Warriors for a second Kempi, we'll have a look at some of the other games on uh, this weekend at Magic Round, so coming up very very shortly we've got the Sharks v Dolphins it is Wayne Bennett's 900th game we talked about uh, the inclusion of uh, a new debutante in um, is it Valance? Yeah, Valance yep. uh, Tefari, Te Whare, who's, uh, who's coming in for uh, the Dolphins in the centres in place of um, of Brenko Lee. Uh, but of course, the Sharks flying high at the moment and uh, Nico Hines playing probably his best rugby league he's ever played, if that was possible, given how he played in 2022. Um, but Sharks-Dolphins coming up at 17, is going to be a cracking game.
1: Yeah, well, there's a couple of things to, to think about here. Eh? You know, like uh, the NRL players, they put big... Uh, games and on the back of uh, key moments like 100 game, 200 game, 300 game, you know, one man club games, and of course, if you've got 900 game Wayne Bennett coming into the house of, in Redcliffe with the Redcliffe team because they're not the Dolphins, they're the Redcliffe team, yeah. which is going to pack the stadium out for this game. Um, as we've seen, the crowd file in here, what a, what a fantastic sight that is. Uh, they're going to go out there and play so I, I think look I think that the Sharks will be too good for them but they've got plenty of points in them the Dolphins they're yep. not going to lie down he's got got—he's got a decent side out too.
0: I think it'll be high scoring I think it's going to be high scoring uh, this evening although I did think that in the Broncos Seagulls game and they tape it off in the second half uh, I do wonder how this uh, turf's going to hold up at Suncourt because it already looks pretty chewed up uh, we've still got two games tonight and then the three games tomorrow. Uh, the late game this evening is the game of the round Kempi Storm Rabbits at 9.45 um, yeah look both teams we you know, the pedigree of them, the Rabbits uh, sitting in third, the Storm just in behind them in fourth. It's going to be an absolute barn of that one. It's almost too hard to pick. I don't know which way I'm going.
1: Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to talk about uh, where those teams sit compared to where the Penrith um, team sits. I put them above Penrith this year. Yep. I think both the Storm, when once they get their players back, Definitely the way that South have been playing, they're the team of the month. They're on absolute fire. I think they get the game against Melbourne tonight. Penrith are below those two teams. And I think you've got to be really careful if the Roosters start hitting some form through their roster and you put those two um, back rowers back in there, and out one side and Crichton out the other, then you're starting to think, man, is Penrith actually going to make the four? You know what I mean? Because the Broncos... Hit back last night with a with plum, didn't they? They really came out and showed just what they could do. Um, Alex getting it, was he got a hat trick? I think he was.
0: He did get three tries. Yeah, um, he got three tries in Magic Round last, last year as yeah, well. So. Um,
1: yeah, you know, and I'm looking at that kid. Like, the last time I seen someone look like that was uh, one bloke by the name of Greg Inglis. You know what I mean? And Alex Cobo, the way that he picked that ball up last night and took off, and I thought, no way in the world, mate, you get away, and he left. He left uh, that defender for dead. I just thought, mate, the last time I saw that was down in Melbourne when the Kiwis played against Australia. They threw that ball out to Greg Inglis, and he took off as a 19-year-old, and no one could catch him. And that's how good the Broncos are looking too. So when you look at those sides, mate, I think the Penrith Panthers have struggled to make the fall. You know what I mean? That well, I side th- tonight.
0: I think um, certainly the the Rabbits, the Storm, the Roosters are, are, are going to be there or thereabouts. The Sharks, obviously, as well. Do you think the... Um the Broncos are the best team in the comp at the moment.
1: No, I think Sels is. I think Sels are the best team in the comp at the moment. I think I think the Broncos have got plenty of potential, and uh, the problem with them, if they're not on, they're going to get they get beaten by plenty. And one of the problems that you you've got is you've got a hot and cold um, side that that when they lose, they lose poorly. So you know they, they're there or thereabouts. I think the the Broncos. You've got uh, the Sharks, like you said. You throw Sels and Melbourne in there. Well, Penrith. Mate, below them at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think I think form wise, going into the 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 Origin rounds, I think Penrith is sitting outside the form.
0: No, I do agree with you, Kempy. Right, we've got a couple of minutes uh, before we wrap up, and I think the phone. We've got someone on the phone. Is it Peter from uh, Invercargill?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering whether I could talk to Kempy, the legend. Hey, hey, Pete. hey Pete, How you going, mate. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, first time caller. I'm a wee bit nervous. I played rugby league and rugby until uh, I was forty. Yeah, followed you all of my life. I've got one question. Sure. How the how do we how the how do we change these uh psyche way of thinking of these bullshit referees for reason that, mate? Well, yeah, I look at Pete, I, I tell
1: you what, Pete, it's a it's a really slippery hole to go down that. It's a rabbit hole going down there when we start to look for excuses for referees. So I actually think the answers, Pete, are in the team. I think what we need to do is just trust the uh the team and the players that we have. And especially the the system that they're running at the moment, because when they run it, as you saw in the first 20 minutes, they look really good, didn't you think?
2: Yeah, and that coach is a legend, eh? A legend.
1: Yeah, yeah well, he's a, he's, I'll tell you what, he reminds me of Daniel Anderson. It was Daniel Anderson's birthday on Thursday, actually. Um, he's a year older than me, so that'll make him 36. Um, <laughs> but any, anyway, Pete, your dreams. What, what what else did you like about the game tonight?
2: Well die if you turned it off with about 25 minutes to go and discuss
1: yeah and you just uh um, you follow any other teams what are you watching anything else through the um, the magic round
2: well hey I watch everything from AFL to rugby to golf to but uh, rugby, rugby league to me Ugh. it's it's a bit of it's a bit of a worry because you see us us warriors our supporters etc is you know uh We've we've been following a roller coaster for a long, long time there, Kenby. Yeah, that's, exa- right?
1: that's exactly right. And Pete, thank, thanks for your call, mate. And uh, we do we do know one thing that when you're on a, the Warriors train, it is a bit of a roller coaster, it's up and down. Picking up our third loss tonight. We've got the Bulldogs next week away, and of course we've got the Broncos coming here to New Zealand, down to Napier in the Hawks Bay to uh, to round that round out 12, I think it was round 12, round 11 for them, is it? Before mm-hmm. uh, they go in and get their buy in round 12. So, it's a uh, really interesting time for the Warriors. They want to go in with five, you know, we, we picked this a month ago. We said we need at least get one win. Yep. We're now three losses into that, four, those four games and, uh, I dare say, if we don't get the the Bulldogs next week, yeah. Well, um, the Broncos is going to be a tough one.
0: Five and five now, and you do need to be over 500% to make the top eight, Kempy. If we if we do sort of just, I guess, look at the current trend, and this is aside from the Warriors going five and two to start the season, but you think the Broncos, Sharks, Rabbit Storm, that is sort of uh, the makeup of the top four at the moment. Then you've got the Roosters and the Panthers in around each other. Then we go Raiders, Seagulls, Warriors, Dolphins, Titans, Eels, Bulldogs. That's sort of the next uh, seven teams. Where do you think the Warriors sit in amongst all of those teams? Do you still think they're a top eight team?
1: I, I think potentially they are a top eight team. I think if they can keep the, their players uh, in those key positions still out there, I'd hate to think that uh, you know Mitch Barnett doesn't come back. Uh, we know that tomorrow Martin and his ankle—he's probably still half a dozen weeks away. Uh, young Luke Metcalf, hes a—he's a, he's a um, big question mark for me. Like, does he come back next week? Because that remains—you can release Still Walker when you get that that change back onto the bench. Um, yeah, and of course you know what happened to Jackson Four tonight when he went off with that sin bin. We never seen, seen him come back on onto the pitch, and he's been probably Mister Consistent throughout uh, the season alongside tohu Harris. So, I. Potentially, I think they are a top eight team this year. Unfortunately for Webby, he's had to put up with a number of uh, injuries and HIAs and all sorts of you know um, problems that he's had to deal with to get him to this part of the season, but Sammy, I'll say this, it is the NRL, mate. It does happen. You you equate all that sort of stuff at the beginning of the year. You hope not to lose the big numbers through injuries or suspensions. And, and unfortunately, he's on the top end mm. of, of that uh, ledger at the moment. So, you know, I still think uh, game-wise, he needs to get one of these next two, definitely. Uh, he needs to go through the next two buys because we get one in round 12, again, another one around uh, 16, I think it is. But then we get a real tough run from 17 through Uh, to the end of the year because I think there's some good teams in there that'll be firing and especially the Dolphins we play them a couple of times Uh, we've got the Rabbits in there I think are just on fire at the moment the Sharks again um, but a couple of teams that we should be able to get over but could possibly be planned for the eight position as well because that's what the comp C has done it. From mm. 1 to 12, it looks like we're going to fire those those games out right to probably the last game around 27 of the year to see who's going to end up in the eight.
0: You talk about injuries and you know, I always do say that you, um, the team that finishes or teams that finish towards the top are the teams that stay relatively injury-free. Well, Broncos, Sharks, Rabideaus at the moment are teams that are pretty much dealing with no injuries and uh, last week when the Broncos did have to deal with no pain Harsey's remark, they ended up dropping the game. So... Um, p- plenty of uh, plenty of discussion and uh, and action to come over the magic round, and of course the Warriors next weekend against the Bulldogs. We will have that live here on ECNZ. Before we take a one week break, we'll be back with the Broncos down in Napier. It's been a pleasure to be calling the game for you this afternoon, despite the result. Hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy the rest of your magic round. We'll have plenty of Warriors analysis on Monday and across the week here on ECNZ.